Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to A Thing or Two, a deep dive into stuff we think more people should know about. I'm Claire Mazur. And I'm Erica Cerullo. You might know us as the co-founders of Of A Kind, the co-authors of Work Wife, or just two women who feel so strongly about their relationship that they own the domain ClaireAndErica.com. Related, head there to sign up for our newsletter, get episode notes, get ad coupons, all that jazz. And leave us a voicemail at 833-632-5463. Whew. Um, <laughs> well, first of all, let me say thank you for listening to this podcast. And second of all, we have another podcast we think you should be listening to. Oh my gosh. Don't you think people are listening to Who Weekly already? I do kind of think so. I mean, especially right now when, as far as I can tell, all anybody wants to listen to is total inconsequential nonsense. And That's all I want to listen to. Oh, I cannot absolutely. possibly do like a deep dive into anything happening into the world in, in directly into my ears. My eardrums have no interest in that nonsense. (laughs) Which is why Who Weekly is really perfect for right now. It's everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. Also, if you subscribe to their Patreon for five bucks a month, you can get not just the two episodes that they give us for free every week, but you can get four episodes a week, (laughs) which maybe you need right now because maybe can be like your dinner cooking podcast listening routine. And then you can listen to us on the fifth night. Yeah, perfect. Oh Um, my gosh, we've got your your dinner time (laughs) routine on lock. They're truly doing important work. If you haven't checked it out, now is absolutely the time to be uh, filling your brain with uh, what's happening for D-list celebrities. Yeah, for people you haven't heard of. Um, (laughs) It's perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. It's perfect. Um, How are you filling your time, your brain, your whatever right now? Mm, You know, I'm sticking pretty hardcore to a routine and just trying to be especially grateful for the days where I just feel fine. Yeah, same, same, same. I was Um, telling you earlier today that uh, I stumbled upon an adjective in a headline that really spoke to how I was feeling on the days when I don't feel fine, mm -hmm. which is hostile. (laughs) Just (laughs) hostile. Yeah. Like not just not anxious, not depressed, not angsty, like full-blown hostile. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm not feeling hostile right now, which oh, thank you. speaks volumes <laughs> of you. I, I know. I feel I'm quite flattered by that. Um, <laughs> yeah. I feel like I, for the first time, maybe in my adult life, I am not 
questioning the moments where I feel like I'm not fully processing everything. Like I'm not giving myself a hard time about not reading the news or not like feeling everything deeply. I'm just like, no, this is a self-defense mechanism. And oh, you can't possibly. Yeah, no. It's, yeah. it's not a good time for processing everything and feeling everything deeply. That would be a huge mistake. Right. And so <laughs> it feels very good to just be like, actually, this is healthy. And I'm, yes, I'm ignoring a lot of what's happening right now. And that's okay. It's and social then, distancing plus mental distancing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then the other thing that's happening that I feel is a true silver lining is I am so hyper conscious of moments where I feel pure joy. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Whether it's aided by alcohol or not. (laughs) Um, And it just reminds me of that Kurt Vonnegut um, quote. You know, that one where he's like, I urge you to like notice when you're feeling happy and to like think to yourself, well, if this isn't happiness, I don't know what it is. It's a Tumblr-ish quote. Um, Okay. (laughs) It's like, I don't know it. But I do Um, like some Kurt Vonnegut. (laughs) I I pulled it up. It says, and I urge you to please notice when you are happy and exclaim or murmur or think at some point, if this isn't nice, I don't know what is. And goddamn, if I'm not noticing those moments right now where I'm just like, yeah, what are the things that are making you happy? They most often happen when we are feeding Cam dinner and have on good music and I'm drinking a cocktail and we're like, yeah, same. Dancing is a family around the kitchen. Um, Might involve like cheese or chips and a cocktail mm -hmm. um, mostly or an animal video or every now and then my own animal who I do wish (laughs) during this time was like more social and more engaged um, (laughs) than she is. Um, But she will, she will have her moments where she just like comes over and like wants to hang out and like wants to be pet. Two that's hours so and nice. that's nice. Yeah, that's really that's nice. nice. Yeah, yeah. We're listening to a lot of like Sam Cook radio. Um, that feels like the vibes right now. That um, I'm listening to a playlist on Spotify called Legendary Women of Country. Mm. Excellent. I know every song. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll listen to it tonight and, and pretend I'm with you. Yeah, it's real. It's really it's really satisfying. There's a lot of Dixie Chicks. Really excited for that album to come out. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, wide open spaces. Let's go. Mm. Okay. Um, yeah, to this. get into it. Yeah, so suffice it to say, um, you know, struggling but making it and trying to be especially grateful for all that I do have. Something else that we were talking about the other day that we wanted mm-hmm. to dive into was, um, especially during this period, I think the joy of eating two meals a day oh, instead yeah. of uh, instead of the requisite three. Well, interestingly- Or sometimes five, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Interestingly, this is something that came up before we yeah. all went to quarantine because we were talking about how... But it's how, really applicable now. Oh, it's really applicable now. But the the ideal situation is for me always is to have a really... Either to eat dinner at like 4 p.m. Yeah. Or to just have a really late lunch at like 3 or 4 p.m. and a big one. Because yeah. The idea of getting home at, you know, 6.30 or 7 and being like, now I have to figure out how to feed myself and potentially other people too is just way too much. And the fact of the matter is I'm always hungriest at like 4 p.m. 4 yeah. is when my body wants to eat a huge meal. That's interesting. Okay, so when if you're going to eat two meals a day, when are you timing your two meals? I'm going to try to wait to have my breakfast sort of like as late as my body can tolerate. And, and- what is that for you, would you say? These days, it's usually like around 9.30 anyway, just based on how my morning routine has adjusted to quarantine. And 
I'll try to have a really big meal then. And then usually that means I'm not hungry for lunch. If I have a really big late breakfast, I'm not hungry for lunch. And then I want to eat dinner at like 4 p.m. Okay. That's interesting. My, so mine is shifted. Mine's like the ideal weekend situation is like basically brunch at like 11. Okay. Um, which still applies to at home. I really like like waking up late or just like getting a slow start and drinking some coffee and then figuring mm-hmm. out what, what we're going to eat and then being like, oh, we should add this to it or we should do that, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And then yeah, eating at 11 and then having dinner at like six on like mm-hmm. a Sunday or like a Saturday and being like, oh my God, I'm done. There's like nothing else I have to do. And you can like watch two movies and still go to bed at a decent hour. The dream. The dr- to be able to start a movie by like 7.38 um, so dreamy. In my house, there's a lot of suggesting of starting movies at like 1045 or 11. And it, no. it, at which point am I like tapping my make-believe watch and being like, do you know <laughs> what time it is? Like, no, we can watch a 27-minute episode of something, but we're not turning on a film. Oh, Chris is doing things like that all the time. It's absolutely uncivilized. Outrageous. It's, you know, just, be- <laughs> just because we can't leave our houses does not mean we can start acting like total monsters. Right. Thank you. Thank you so much to Causebox for sponsoring today's episode. These days, it's even more important to me than ever before to be supporting small businesses and cause-driven businesses, ones that are socially, environmentally, ethically responsible. And that's why I'm so excited to tell you guys about Causebox. With Causebox, you're supporting a business that supports all of those kinds of businesses and also getting an incredible value. Causebox is a quarterly subscription box curated by women for women, and it's filled with all sorts of incredible products and brands that are ethical, sustainable, and have a positive mission to give back and make the world better. Every Causebox is limited edition and comes with six to eight full-size products, skincare, jewelry, homeware, accessories. The last four boxes sold out within days, which makes sense because you get over $250 worth of products for only $50. I got my own recently and I was really impressed with everything that was inside. I got a traveler tumbler, a bento box, a duffel bag, a huge leather clutch, a jade roller, a new primer, and they include this incredibly well done magazine that tells you the story of all of the products and the people who made them, which is obviously barking right up our tree. We love a story behind the products. We love small makers. So this company just feels so right for us. Causebox is giving our listeners an exclusive discount. Go to www.causebox.com slash a thing or two and use the code a thing or two to get your first box for 30% off. That means you get your first box worth over $250 for less than $39 and free shipping. So go check out Causebox right now. That's www.causebox.com slash a thing or two and use the code a thing or two to get your first box for 30% off. As a parent, Do you ever wish someone could just whisper some realistic and trustworthy support in your ear and not make you feel awful for not having all the answers? Well, that's what I'm here for. I'm Dr. Aliza Pressman, developmental psychologist, parent educator, clinical professor, and I'm a mom. My goal is to make your parenting journey less overwhelming and a lot more joyful. Please join me every Friday for new episodes of Raising Good Humans. The eating two meals a day thing, A, is just more in line with what my body wants. And I, to be clear, they're huge meals. It's not as if I'm consuming less. No. They are both basically two meals. You've seen me when we go out to eat for breakfast. I always have to order two Two breakfasts. Yeah, Yeah. I always order two meals off the breakfast menu. It's just, 
I get so hungry. I want to eat a ton at once and I don't want to have to deal with it more than once a day. Like I love going home being like, I've already eaten a late lunch and I don't need to figure out what I'm going to eat now. But I also do think I just feel better when I do it this way. And I think it gets to this intermittent fasting that everybody's obsessed with where your body just like needs a break from metabolizing constantly. Yeah. Yeah. From just digesting, 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 digesting. You and I, back when going to meetings in the city was still a thing that we did, um, we went to a meeting. It was like a Friday meeting and mm-hmm. it ended up wrapping up at like 3.30. And we had mm-hmm. this genius idea to be like, oh my gosh, I, Sugarfish is open and no one will be there. And this is the dream. The only time we can possibly go to Sugarfish is like between... Uh, yeah, between meals. Between meal times. And we had a lovely meal and we were done eating at like 5.15 and we both like walked out so light on our feet, just like <laughs> triumphant. Just yeah. free, Claire. We had the entire weekend ahead of us. We didn't even have to think about dinner. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> beautiful thing. I absolutely love it. Uh, um, yeah, you know, try it. And I would say I, <laughs> I oscillate between the two. It's like I eat two meals a day or 10 meals a day. There's no yeah. in between. Yeah, you don't have to choose one lane for your whole life. Just maybe no. for your day just a nice thing sometimes not to have to, I mean, especially right now. And we talked about this too. I love cooking, but right now I cannot believe how much cooking I'm doing. And it's entirely too much to have to think about feeding myself as frequently as I have to feed myself. I feel like it's like what it must've felt like to be a a mother on Little House on the Prairie. (laughs) (laughs) Just like this constant, like, oh, I must like churn butter today. Um, I mean, obviously I'm being like insane. (laughs) Everything about this feels like Oregon Trail to me. I like sauteed kale stems the other day and I was so proud. And I was like, this is my new life using every part of the vegetable. Yeah, Laura Ingalls would be so proud. I saved some celery leaves today, Claire. <laughs> Good work. Celery leaves. God knows where they're, where they're going or what they're doing. But I'm like, I don't know. They're these green things. And I don't have that many other green things. So I must preserve them because I'm not going to the grocery store this week. Salad for President has been doing a lot of ways to use celery on her Instagram this week. It's like celery week on her Instagram. I should look. I love celery. I've been consuming a lot of it. It's crisp and bright and it Mm -hmm. lasts in the refrigerator, which is, you know, which I can't say about that many things right now. No, it's all about cabbage and celery and like sweet potatoes. Those are the things that last and take up too much room. Um, Yeah. I I completely- Celery's at least a different shape, you know? It, True. it sits in a it sits in a crisper drawer in a different way than a head of cabbage does. I can't really say that many nice things about celery personally. It's fine in certain contexts, but for the most part, um, I don't care for it. Um, I will tell you very quickly two ways that I've been having celery this okay. week, if you'll yeah. allow it. I'll allow um, it. They're both salads where you just like cut celery. I was going to say on the bias. It's not on the bias. <laughs> I guess it's sort of, it's like on the yeah. diagonal. <laughs> Against the grain. Against, well, yeah. Like, you know where they're like angled? Yeah. 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 Um, one of them has Parmesan and dates and almonds in it with okay. just like some lemon juice and olive oil. Okay. You're rolling your eyes. At all yeah. This. I'm just like, mm. it's so good. And then the other one had apples and gorgonzola and a mustard vinaigrette. Even worse. That's oh. where it doesn't belong. That's what do you where mean? It, celery just, and blue cheese. I know. No, I know it's a classic combo. I'm not interested. Okay. I don't. Well, you don't have to have it, but maybe someone listening wants it. Well, I'm going to tell everybody listening about my kale stems now because okay. um, 
I can't believe how good they were. I've been throwing them away most of my life. I used to give them to your bunnies back yeah. in the day. And they like them okay. They prefer yeah. the leafy parts, but they appreciated the generosity. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing you do with kale stems um, that I keep getting the phrase wrong, it's Blanche and shock, but I keep mm-hmm. calling it shock and awe. Um, <laughs> because yeah, that is the term right. I know. Yeah, sounds so right. Shock and awe the kale stems by yeah, so hot water and then cold water, boiling them for yeah. three minutes, and then you put them in an ice bath, and then you saute them in whatever. I put them in fried rice, and they're pretty sweet and delicious. Huh. And yeah, I was so into it, and I was like, I want to put these in everything now. Interesting. Um, and then once you shock and awe them, you can also just keep them in your fridge for a while until you know, you're ready to saute them or just keep them raw in your fridge forever. They like truly never go bad. Well, I'm open to trying your suggestion. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't say the same about your celery. Remember when I tried celery juice to try to fix my um, pregnancy-induced acid reflux? I yeah. think that was the end of things for me and celery. <laughs> yeah, I would never try celery juice. Um, yeah. Okay, so something else we wanted to talk about. Um, this is just like a public service announcement of sorts that Mm -hmm. the recommendations that we share on this podcast and in our newsletter, we've now brought all of those things together in a fairly organized way. Hey, (laughs) um, so we have an Amazon storefront and we have a page on bookshop.org, which if people don't know is basically consolidating a bunch of local bookstores so that you can be shopping from indie booksellers on the internet without having to go directly or know exactly what indie bookstore you're looking for. Um, and it is like all very handy and useful and we'll share them in the show notes. Um, but they're there. Yeah. And in general, we will try to think of more ways to make our recommendations sort of accessible and organized to you guys. Um, but you can always email us if there's something that you're like, wondering about. And if we remember what it is, we'll send it to you. I got an Instagram DM recently for your hot fudge recipe. (laughs) What did I get? Oh, I got some, I got an Instagram DM for something of yours and I don't remember what it was, but yeah. We had the answers. We have the answers most of the time. The DMs and the inboxes are always open. Oh, I know what it was. It was the moon juice um, P50 dupe that Mm. somebody wanted to know Mm -hmm. about. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And we're, we're thinking about ways to, to make this stuff more accessible to you without us spending, uh, an entire year archiving the many years of newsletters and podcasts we've been creating. Yeah. Eight years. Um, let, let us know (laughs) if you guys have ideas. Oh, totally open to them. Yeah. Email us for sure. Podcasts at clarinerica.com. That's the email for sure. Um, Something you've been wanting to talk about. I think I've turned the corner on something I never thought I would turn the corner on again. See, I didn't realize that you were so anti this. I like square-toed shoes again. Yeah. Um, it's I not didn't even, you know, it's, it's, it's not even that I was so anti, anti, anti. It's just that I was like, I can't see myself wearing those again. Like mm-hmm. that's like such a specific 90s thing. Yeah. Um, and like I'm over it. And now yeah. I'm in that way that like so many things come back around. And sometimes... I will get back on board and be like, yep, a boot cut pant into a boot cut pant again. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Other things I'm like, yeah, that's enough for me. Right. Um, the square toed shoes, I did not think it was going to be like, that's cute. Um, yeah. But here I am. I will always think of The Witches by Roald Dahl. And the reason for that is because I had a pair of Kenneth Cole square toed shoes, brown leather, small All heel. feels right. It keeps, it just <laughs> keeps sounding right. <laughs> In more detail you add. And like, they're iconic in my mind. I was so proud of them. I thought they were like, I thought they were like sexy. Like I was just so into them. I got what, them and I- They were they were like a 
what kind of shoe, I guess? I, so it was a low stacked heel uh-huh. and I, it was square toed. Like a Mary I, Jane? No, no, it was a pump. Um, okay. And I kind of think it was a slingback. Like, I think it's probably not that dissimilar from the one that you showed me. And in fact, I'm positive it was a slingback and a sort of round stacked heel. And they were just so not what people were wearing in seventh grade at Smyrna Middle School. <laughs> and I just got so many comments on them. And multiple of those comments included reference to the witches because in the witches, all of the witches wear square-toed shoes because they don't have toes. And that's one of the ways <laughs> that you know that it's a witch. Do you remember the film version of Oh, that? yeah, with Angelica it's, Houston. It is it's weird so and dark good. and like creepy. And... It's super dark. Yeah. Because <laughs> they try to kill the little kid, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> and the whole, yeah. It's, I would be interested in rewatching, see how I feel about I would that do as that. an adult. Um, the pair, yeah. So the pair that I saw that I really liked were these slingbacks by a brand. How do we think we say this? Aida? 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 Yeah, yeah. I don't know. A-E-Y-D-E. They're like a classic looking slingback. Claire would have thought they were sexy in seventh grade. Uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> with a square toe. Uh-huh. And, then this, and then the brand intentionally blank has been doing a lot of square toed mm, shoes. That makes sense. Um, I can see yeah. that for them. I can see that for them too. Right. And then so many of them basically look like things that I wore in like eighth grade or high school mm-hmm. in a way that I'm like weirdly kind of on board with, which again, yeah. I just didn't, I didn't see coming. Yeah, no, I, I can get, I can get on board with this for sure. The only thing that I, I'm going to say this and then it's going to turn out not to be true. I was going to say that I feel like the only thing I can't see myself getting back on board with is a square toed boot. But I don't know. It could happen. You know what? I saw a couple as I was like poking around doing research for this and I was kind of open to it in like yeah. a, the craft kind of way. Mm-hmm. Like, can't you picture a square toed mm-hmm. boot? Um, well, so what's hard about it is that I can like love a square toed boot for a woman, but I cannot let this happen for a man. No, I wasn't suggesting that we should allow square toed <laughs> well, yeah. shoes back for men. I mean, I think there are specific men that can pull it off, but I uh-huh. think like the general male population in a striped Oxford shouldn't have be nowhere near a square shoe. It just feels shoe. so Nick Lachey, right? Oh, yeah, not in a good way. Because we talked about <laughs> Nick Lachey recently, kind of in a good way. So, <laughs> but we didn't talk about his fashion in a good no, way. No, no, we did not. We would never. Yeah. We would never. Absolutely oh my gosh. not. I think the other like point of distinction is if you feel like you're want to tiptoe into a square toed shoe, mm-hmm. um, an open toe is yes, feels very it feels accessible. way more accessible. Yeah. It's barely yeah. a, barely square. Truly, <laughs> I the other thing that I'll be curious. So I have always like throughout all of the shoe toe trends have yeah. always veered towards the more pointy version. Yeah, of you like a point. Yeah. yeah. So even when square-toed shoes were in, I liked like a pointy square toe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, where it was like a little trapezoid, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I wonder if that if if that's where I will go with this. Yeah. I, I don't know. TBD. <laughs> Everybody's um, on the edge of their seat. <laughs> Speaking of edge of their seats, Claire, we have a very exciting segment. We have an Alex update. We should have Uh, teased this at the beginning. Oh my gosh. We'll we'll, we'll tease it in the show notes. Um, We'll (laughs) include this. So Alex was our old podcast producer. We used to record out of his East Village apartment out of the second bedroom. Um, And he became sort of a character in our lives. Um, And then he moved to LA and we're getting the full scoop. I can't imagine what quarantine life is like for Alex because he was already so grumpy and... And neurotic. And and neurotic. Who knows what this has done to him. 
Well, this is really special. I feel like this has been long awaited and we've been getting a lot of requests over the last well, I don't it know also how many feels months. Like we didn't, and we feel like people deserve That's a special thing. treat. I feel right like now. we didn't intentionally withhold it, but thank God that it's happening now because this is when people really deserve it. We are here with an Alex update. Welcome, Alex. Aren't people suffering Alex. enough? <laughs> <laughs> Aren't people suffering? I was saying to Erica that this oh is... Oh, my God. This is going to be like the a thing or two version of the Larry David New York Times profile that came out about quarantine, but hopefully with less Woody Allen apology. In fact, no Woody <laughs> Allen apologizing will be happening on this podcast. Yeah, no. It's not like I've been reading his memoir or anything. No. That's that. No, you never. Have never. Spent okay, we're moving that. on yeah. from that topic oh. so quickly. Alex, how's <laughs> life in LA? How's life in quarantine? Oh my God. Um, it is. I don't know where to begin. I mean, it, you know, I feel like. Okay, so how I've long have you been in LA, in LA now? LA? For over uh, close to nine months. I think nine months starting the, the 11th. I will officially have been here for okay. nine full months. And you're like having an LA bait. Oh yeah. I've had it. Yes, exactly. And, uh, I'm getting, I'm as nauseous as (laughs) you've had hyperemesis the entire time. No, the entire time. Um, which by the way, yeah. So I've been an assistant at a talent management company and it has been grueling to say the least. I am grayer now than I've ever been. As you could see, I can't I've, see. I, you oh, don't look that it's gray. Just the Alex. lighting. We're, we're zooming right we're now. Zooming. We're zooming. So and um, yeah, it's been a crazy nine months, and I I miss you both, you know, and I miss your comforting same. presence. It's it hasn't been the same. I feel like I'm not on the same footing as I once was. How would you so characterize good. Los Angeles or your experience of Los Angeles? Los Angeles is. It's like New York, except it's oh, take all the good qualities of New York away, and it's like New York, like the same type of people, mm. right? Mm. In my mm-hmm. opinion, uh, very similar types of people, but it's like sprawling. And you know, I love like talking to people at like my bodega and everything, and yeah. so I feel like there's like a giant void with like just talking mm. to like doormen. Day, like these are the people that are the salt of the earth, and I just feel like you don't have that in LA, so it's just it's a very lacking experience for me. And it's just inordinate amount of times in cars. I mean, it's all the cliches you hear all the time. What um, ha- have you um, interacted or been impacted by the um, emphasis on health and wellness that's part of Los Angeles? Oh my mm. god, I recoil with that stuff. It's just <laughs> so you're actively rejecting uh, the they, most wellnessy it's, it's, thing you've they're done. They're evangelical to the point I've never seen anything like it, and I'm so glad you brought that up too because <laughs> it is so like ubiquitous here. And I didn't know that that was like a thing. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I thought it was like what? a stereotype that was exaggerated, but it's not at all. Have like, you seen the Sex in the City episode where they go to LA? No, but I probably I would watch that now. Now that we're under quarantine, like that's something that's something I would never for you to watch. Up. Okay, I'm putting it on my list. Yeah. So yeah, it's just been like a lot of people are evangelical about their diets and they're like, it works for me. It's going to work for you. Eat, eat what I eat, eat what I eat. And it's mm-hmm. all that stuff. And um, yes, that has made me, that has reinforced my relationship to New York more than ever, I would okay. say, in my connection to New York. Yes. Um, what do you like about LA? The taco trucks. 
and that's okay. about it. <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay. okay. No, I, I, like, um, pre- I, I do like like driving, you know, like it's meditative every once in a while to like just take a drive and you know, the, the landscape is very nice. I will say that. Where in LA are you, you know? residing? What neighborhood? Well, right now I, I was in Century City, but now I'm in Malibu oh. with the quarantine. Like I've been with my, my oh, dad. Oh, well. So I can't really complain, <laughs> to be quite honest with you. No, but you still are. Nonetheless. <laughs> oh, I'll always find things to complain about. Always. Um, you know? And I think the thing everybody is waiting for us to ask is, what is your relationship status? Uh, single. And I feel like I was thinking about this the other day about the quarantine. I feel like, you know, this will probably set me back a year (laughs) in terms of finding a companion. Like I was already at a deficit. I was already working at a deficit, I think. And now the the deficit is completely compounded by the the quarantine. But let's make this all about (laughs) What would you have said that your timeline was before and now, you know, we're adding this year. I would say I, I felt like I was a good six months away from being in a relationship if I had to estimate. I would say six, okay. seven months, you know. Okay. And, and now you'd say you're 18. Oh, but two, two years. <laughs> at least two years. Not three. Yeah, what's the and math? Where is this, how is this data being crunched? So yeah. No, I mean, like, you know, I've been doing the whole, like, hinge thing in L.A., which has been, like, I would say just logistically a challenge, you know. Oh, it's a lot easier, I feel like, to date in New York than LA because New York, you could just like pick out a bar and then you could drink and you don't have to worry about all these other elements. Like, oh, I got to like, am I going to Uber? Am I going to drive there? If I drive there, I got to like, you know, limit the amount of alcohol consumption. So it's like all these things. I've got all this neurosis swirling in my head anyway. And then it's like added elements of like that, that just make it so debilitating. Um, Alex, you'll be interested to know that one of my greatest successes of 2019 (laughs) was being uh, the hinge connection for an LA couple. Oh my God. Could be you next. Yeah, they now own a house in Joshua Tree together. So, wow. So there's hope for me. Wow. There's hope. There's hope for you. That is an incredible feat. Congratulations. Have you you you. been dating in LA prior to quarantine? Were were you meeting women? Yes. How frequently would you say? Yes, nothing that was like substantive or nothing that, you know... uh, yeah, I mean, I was like, I probably went on like four or five dates. But, you know, the, the thing is, like, I have a very all-consuming job. Like, I work 12-hour days. So it's like, it's very hard for me to muster up the energy to go on dates, to be quite honest with you. But so yep. I think, like, I've gone on, like, maybe four or five dates in the past nine months, which is, like, not very impressive. Let's say eight months because of the quarantine, you know? yeah. Have you been tempted by any of the uh, like quarantine video dating or anything like that? Zero interest. Okay. Zero interest. Um, Because I don't know. It's like, I don't want to have the temptation of like, oh, what if we have a connect? I I can't meet you. You know what I mean? And I can't meet you for another three months. So it's like, I don't know. It's just like kind of depressing, you know? Um, And I'm also, I find like quarantine is great because you're reconnecting with old friends, which is nice. I see. You know, so I'd rather yeah. spend time doing that. You'd rather be Zooming Yeah, with it, us. it becomes like her, you know, the, you know, the yes. movie Her? It's like <laughs> yeah. her where I'm like, that, that's, I might as well have Scarlett Johansson in my phone, you know? I think, yeah, I think go for that. Just get Scarlett Johansson in your phone. If I could do that, I could be single. My first instinct, Alex, was to say that it could actually be good for you to do video dating because it would put some sort of like, boundaries on it but i actually yeah some bumpers but i actually the more i think about it i think 
you're no, I think you're right to avoid it. I think you're too neurotic for it. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't, and I feel like I feel like I'd run out of things to say and talk about. Slash stress about mm-hmm. running out of things to say. And right. And then like I, I feel like at least like you could keep when you're in person with somebody, like physically, they could keep you honest a bit more. Whereas like I would I would just be like plagiarizing lines from like, you know, 30 rock or something <laughs> like that. Like while I'm like dating, mm-hmm. you know, online. Yeah. I, I would be like tempted to do that. Whereas like in person it'd be more It's authentic. like somewhere in between catfishing and just being yourself. Correct. Like I can never fully feel like I could be myself. I understand. Um, do you yeah. have plans to make your way back to New York? Well, I was planning on it. That that's the funny part is like I was inching closer and closer and veering in that direction. Uh, so my nine months are up in LA and like, you know, they had, they actually found my replacement right before this happened, but I couldn't. So now it's just this in limbo thing where I can't train my replacement. Mm -hmm. So, and I was on the verge, like I was making headway with, so I'm, I'm going back into podcasting, which is is what I should have been doing this whole time. Tell us more. Like this kind of this kind of reaffirmed everything. This whole experience was like, I might want to go into management. And then I go, the more and more I've been doing this, the more and more I'm like, oh no, podcasting is my wheelhouse. That's my sweet spot. Like everybody in the company has been telling me that. And that's like what I've always felt in my bones. So I'm trying, I was like applying for all these jobs. My plan is to go back to New York, but like, I don't know. What do you guys think? Like, of I don't course know. I think you should it's, be back in New York. Yeah. Well, New York wants you back. It's yeah. not like a zombie, like uh, hellscape right no. now. Okay. I mean, look, every it's it's certainly weird here. Um, it's certainly strange, but yeah. I think it's strange everywhere. I don't, I mean, listen, everybody only has the experience that they're living in this very moment. No one gets to like travel and see how other places <laughs> are, which is challenging because <laughs> it's really hard to gauge. I know. What's the most quarantine activity you guys have partaken puzzles. in? Puzzles. Mm-hmm. Puzzles. Yeah, you're doing puzzles. I've been cross-stitching. Um, those feel yeah. pretty quarantine activities for sure. Yeah. Neither no. of us are making sourdough bread. No banana uh, bread. No, no banana I'd be giving bread. You an intervention right now. <laughs> yeah. What's your most <laughs> quarantine activity? Banana bread. I've been cooking a lot. Oh. I yeah. cooked what French cook toast in? this morning. As someone who's um, that's a cute Wednesday <laughs> I breakfast. Did with with challah because it's nice. Passover. Wow. As this someone who's seen your refrigerator. French toast this breakfast with As someone who's seen your refrigerator, I'm really excited about this development. Yeah. It's like, yeah, my refrigerator was bad. How's your ready whip Remember supply? Yeah. yeah. Well, you had that whipped cream. My yeah. ready whip yeah. supply? I've got a secret good, stash. Good. My dad is like, I'm with my dad and he's like a health nut. So if he caught me with that, he would like, I don't know, he might kick me, might kick me to the How would you curb. describe your dynamic yeah. with your dad? That's sweet. My dad is like the embodiment of like what you were ex- explaining. Like, and he's completely morphed into that because of like his surroundings in Malibu where it's like, all he talks about is nutrition and health. And you know, that's all he's like, literally it's like, he's evangelical about it. Like I, I'll eat pasta and he'll be like, you're putting poison in your body. You know how many carbs that is? <laughs> and, blah, 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 and that stuff. And, and it's just like, this, that could be trying at times because I'm like someone who like has never really I've always fortunately had a good metabolism. Like I've never had to worry about what I put in my system. So that that's been a little trying. And then it's always like, if I'm eating anything, he's like, look at the ingredients, look at the ingredients on this natural flavors. You can't have natural flavors. 
So that's that's been the trying part. But overall, it's been fine. You know. Um, does your dad date? <laughs> uh, he actually has a girlfriend. Okay, so is she part of the quarantine situation? He's part of the quarantine situation. Oh, so you're leaving yes. out important elements She's, here. This is a great sitcom in the Sorry, making. sorry. It kind of is. It kind of is. Yeah. She's very sweet and she's a good cook too. So we're like, we bond over cooking. Okay, good. You know? Yeah. While your dad counts the carbs and what you yep, guys cook. Basically, and judges us and ridicules yeah, okay. us. Yep. But we bond got over it, got that it, got too. It, got it. So it's, it's perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, yeah. that's nice. That's it's nice. perfect. Alex, this was so lovely. Yeah, I hope this was okay. Do you have anything I else? You... Ramble. I've just been. That's my, that's your <laughs> sign off every time. I hope this I, was okay. Yeah, I hope it didn't like babble. I just like I'm so excited to see you too. So I got Same. carried away. Maybe we miss you. I missed you guys too. Oh, and can I talk about one thing before you leave? Mm-hmm. A guilty pleasure. Yeah, please. Yeah. Do you guys watch Summer House? Yeah. I have a lot of thoughts because no, I have I watched of. a couple episodes, and I've been trying to get Chris to get on it because Vanderpump is just not as good as it used to be. And all of the like real pump heads are like summer house is where it's at now. And so I, it is so where it's at. You know what? I'm going to tell, I feel like why what's so good. It's just like the, all these people who are like, they have no self-awareness. And I just love the idea of like these people who are like, living in these like million dollar houses in the Hamptons and they're like video blogger. And it's like, wait, 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 what, what is second? You have a house in the Hamptons and you're a video blogger. Like this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? And they go to like all the fancy, and I know these houses in the Hamptons or I know these restaurants in the Hamptons and they're all like a fortune and they're just going out willy nilly. And they all like get the same thing. Like what is an espresso martini? I don't even know what that espresso is. Espresso martinis are having a moment. It's <laughs> I didn't even know that until oh, yeah. I watched Espresso the show. martinis yeah. are having a moment. Oh my God. Um, Alex. Okay. Exactly. 90s, Everything 90s, else about the 90s, 90s is coming 90s. back. Why not espresso martinis? Alex, I'm thrilled about this. And I'm going to yeah. tell you that for whatever reason, which is not meant to be a neg on you, but Chris does, I think, have put some stake in your recommendations and in what you say. So I think this could be the thing that finally gets him to give Summer House another shot with me. I could sell wow. him if you need wow. me. If you need my help, I could definitely sell him. Yeah, I was going to say I'll FaceTime. You'll FaceTime him. <laughs> I'll FaceTime bomb him. Exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, all righty. Uh, Thanks, Alex. This was lovely, all right, Alex. Bye. All right, that's the show. This has been a production of Dear Media. You can listen to us wherever podcasts are found, like Stitcher, iTunes, and Spotify. If you have ideas for the show or want to advertise, email podcast at claireanderica.com. 